LA Metro Magazine podcast is here to bring you the entertaining, informative, and inspiring stories of the people who live, work, and play in the greater Lewiston-Auburn, Maine area. I'm your host, Colby Michaud. In this episode, we sit down with Cindy Robbins, the owner of Poland Spring Resort and Cindy's Dockside Restaurant in Poland, Maine. She talks about how she got involved in hospitality from a young age, why she loves her community, her late husband, Mel, and some of the fascinating history of Poland Spring. This is LA Metro Magazine Podcast, Episode 12. Hello, Cindy. Hello. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for taking the time to be on LA Metro Magazine Podcast. Absolutely. We are at Poland Spring Resort. Correct. At the top of the hill. At the top of the hill. And you were just telling me that this is sort of... There's nothing in between from here to Mount, Mount Washington. Washington. So today's wind is definitely windy. Yes, it is. How does that uh, pose a challenge for for uh, for this place and maybe like outdoor events and things like that? Uh, really doesn't. Um, it's a challenge for snow, but. Um, You know, when we're doing an event out on the gazebo, an outdoor concert, um, you know, I warn them ahead of time and they bring the mics that, you know, help with the wind. Okay. And this, how many buildings, 30-something buildings on this? 32 buildings here, yeah. There's three hotels, three restaurants, obviously the golf course, clubhouse, 11 cottages, six garages, I mean, and, you know, a lot of little buildings too. yeah. A lot of history here. Uh, yeah. Started when George Washington was president. That's amazing. It is. It is. The first building was built, uh, well, this this land was actually bartered with the, the Shakers. And uh, they uh, got land for this land in Alfred, and the Rickers got Poland Springs. So, mm-hmm. And the Rickers ran Poland Springs for 150 years, and they amassed 5,000 acres. Wow. So, big place. Oh, yeah. No longer that big place, but mm-hmm. um, it was at one point. So, speaking of history, let's talk a little bit about, about your history. Do you want to take us back to your childhood and, and where you grew up and, sure. and eventually how you sure. got involved here? I was born in Chicago. Um, my father was a salesman. My mother was a bookkeeper. Um, we moved to Scarsdale, New York. Then we moved to Hickory Corners, Michigan, where I went to grammar school. Uh, Then we moved back to Chicago, and I went to junior high school there. And then we went to Tupelo, Mississippi, and then we moved to Lewiston, Maine. And uh, my parents got a camp here on Middle Rang Pond. And my father and mother played golf here. And uh, when I turned 16, they told me I should go get a job here. So did you go to Lewiston High School? I did. Yep. Yeah. Blue Devils. Yeah. <laughs> so 16, and you got a job here as? A waitress as in a the waitress. dining room in this building. Uh, opening weekend was the ink spots. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday night, uh, they had sold out the room. Uh, you've heard about grand openings that go bad. Oh, this one went really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, 200 people in the room, 100 people probably never got fed. Uh, most of them left without paying their checks, but the music was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got notified the next morning I was fired. 
Um, and the chef protected me and said that the reason my customers all didn't get waited on was his mistake, not mine. And so I was able to keep my job. I was just about to say, you've been fired for quite a long time then, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was my last firing. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, and you have to know, that's 1971. 71, okay. So this is my 49th year working here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, in a lot of different roles, I In imagine. a lot of different roles, yeah. From dining room waitress, the next year I was short order cook at the lodge and waitress. Uh, I've been bartender, I've been food and beverage manager, I've been chef. I was the chef for 15 years. Um, I've pretty much done everything here, including mowing the grass. Last year, I finally got that experience. There's a lot of grass to mow, too. Ah, uh, yeah. About 100 <laughs> acres. Wow. <laughs> How has this place changed over the years since you've been here? Oh, drastically. So... That first year when I walked in the door, they were laying the carpet in this building. The Job Corps had just left the year before. Uh, I mean, it, 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 it still had hay mattresses. The mattresses were made out of hay, if you can imagine that. Um, I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, the, the, Mr. Burns, the man that I was working for, uh, he had no clue what he was doing, and it was just terrible. And then the following year, Mel Robbins came, and he tried also to run it as a fancy establishment with hay mattresses, and it didn't work. And uh, so he was about ready to go belly up and came up with this idea of the $25 weekend, which is what saved us. Um, if people were paying $25 for an entire weekend, they could put up with hay mattresses. Right. And over the years, we've slowly restored every building. And in 1982, we bought the property and continued to restore it. So it's been quite the uphill battle. And it's a historic site, right? It is. It's on the National Register. Um, first, uh, the, the first buildings that were put on it were the Main State Building, the All Souls Chapel, which are owned by the Poland Spring Preservation Society. And then the Water Museum and the Source Building were put on the National Register. Uh, and then the Beach House was. And then they revisited it oh, probably six years ago, and put the entire property on the National Register with the exception of the building you're in now, which is eligible now because it's over 50 years old, mm -hmm. and our gazebo. But everything else, including the golf course, which the golf course, it's one of 30 on the National Register. So that's pretty impressive. But it's a Donald Ross course. It's the first resort course built in this country. Um, the first nine holes were built by Arthur Fenn, uh, a first American-born golf designer. So, I mean, we've got a lot of firsts here. Yeah. Um, and just down the hill, there's a, a lovely restaurant. Yes. On the yes. pond. Yes. Uh, called called Cindy. Cindy's Dockside. Yes. So but that, that was... That has changed, too. In it has. So uh, when the Rickers were owning the property, that piece of property was the ice house. That's where they had the barns to keep the ice so that you'd have ice all summer. Uh, they'd take it out of the lake in the winter and store it there. And So um, 
And after the Rickers were gone, it was sold off and it was made into a campground. And then uh, a few years ago, a gentleman that owned a campground, he turned it into a restaurant and then I bought it in 2008 and have increased the size and done more outside. And I mean, in this year, it's really important that you have outside dining yeah. and it's got great outside dining. It does. It does. And you can actually, uh, you can gas up your boat right there, You too. can gas up your boat. You can rent one of our kayaks, our paddle boards, our paddle boats, our fishing boats, uh, canoes. Mm-hmm. All that's right there. What, are you, what is a restaurant known for as far as dishes and food? Probably our most popular is our haddock boat. Mm. But um, the reason I actually wanted the restaurant to be what it is, is there really is no good lobster places inland, and we're known for our lobster. We do lobster in nine different ways. So we have steamed lobster, we have lazy lobster, we have uh, a double lobster roll, we have a single lobster roll, we have a clear meat roll. I mean, you name it, we have a way of doing lobster, so it's great. And same way with haddock. We've got a lot of different versions of haddock. People love the seared haddock. I didn't know there were that many ways you could have lobster. Oh, yeah, there is. It's great food. It is. Yeah, I love lobster. And I, uh, I guess just, you know, steamed or a classic lobster roll. But yeah, what's a lazy? La- lazy lobster is we pick the lobster for you. Okay. And then it's cooked in butter and Ritz right. cracker crumbs. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. So 49 years. Yes. That's admirable. Yes. Why stay here? What uh, what do you love about it? Clearly, you do love it. And, well, uh, oh, I do love it. And I think that a lot of it is, you know, growing up, I didn't have a home. I mean, I, living in five states in 12 years is not real good for developing friendships. And um, this is home. Mm-hmm. Um, the community of Poland is amazing. Um Uh, when my husband got ill, I mean, people came to my side to help me, and you don't get that other places. Uh, Mel would tell a story about his first season here, and um, we we had a quarter-ton snow truck to move the snow, and we had one of our main blizzards, and he called up Amos Dunn, who ran the local you know, construction company that had big backhoes and said, uh, Amos, I got a problem. He says, we got too much snow here. I can't move it. And Amos said, no problem. We'll take care of it. My, my husband said, got another problem, Amos. I can't pay you till spring. We'll be over to move it. Mm-hmm. And that's how Maine people are and Poland people are. They take care of each other. It's yeah. really important. Um, speaking of snow, we did a LA Metro Magazine did a story recently. Oh, about Togo. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. And uh, the dog sleds. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? So sure. Um, so there's a lot of stories about Poland Springs with the the elite coming to Poland Spring and you know Babe Ruth and I mean people you never even think about that came here. Um, President Taft, President Wilson, but. A very special dog came here once a very long time ago, um, 
And everybody knows the story of Balto, but the truth of the matter is that Balto ran less than 50 miles to bring the, the serum to uh, Nomia, Alaska. But uh, the dog that was the lead dog was Togo. And Togo, just a movie came out this past winter from Disney about Togo, and it's with William Dafoe. And if you haven't seen it, it's amazing. But anyway, my dream is to tell the story of Togo here at Poland Springs and have a uh, bronze statue because Togo came here uh, after that great race. Well, it wasn't a race. It saved people's lives. He came here with his uh, owner, Sepula, and with his team of dogs, and he and Elizabeth Ricker formed a partnership, and they started their own kennel here, and they started raising dogs here. And uh, when Sepula went back to Alaska, uh, Togo stayed here and lived out the rest of his life here with Elizabeth Ricker, and he passed here. Uh, he, um, his bones were given to Yale University, and his skin was given to uh, the museum in Vermont. And the children of uh, Alaska really wanted the statue of, of Togo there. So they petitioned the state of Vermont. And now his, his stuffed animal real skins are in Alaska. But I want to have a bronze statue because mm -hmm. this is where he lived the last four years of his mm -hmm. life. And he saved all these people. And I think that Poland Springs is a huge part of the story. And unfortunately, in the Disney movie, they did not share that. Mm -hmm. They made it sound like he lived out his life in Alaska, which wasn't true. He lived out his life in Poland Springs. And what year was that? I couldn't tell you. I think it's like 20, 25. Okay. I should know that number, but I don't. Are you trying to continue the tradition of dog sled here in, on Rank Pond? I'd like to, yes. Yeah. Uh, I've hooked up with um, the owner of uh, the Poland Spring Kennel. Um, after the Poland Spring Kennel dissolved here, it w was moved to Quebec. And this gentleman purchased it, oh, probably about 10 years ago. And he is now raising Togo's descendants. Uh, and uh, my hope is that, you know, this winter or next winter that we can have him come here. The problem is his insurance. Right. Uh, he's ready to do it right now, but I've got to find an insurance company that's willing to insure a dog sled run. That would be fun. It would be great. That'd be awesome. Speaking of community and, and Poland community, it's really sort of like an extension of the Lewiston Auburn. Yes, the chamber and the yep. chamber, um, which you're heavily involved in. Are there any like, um, as far as you know, the overall community? Are there any organizations that you're not in, involved with? <laughs> not involved with <laughs> any that uh, really you know are have a special place in your heart? Ah, uh, there's a lot of them. Um, the, my my first um, so my husband believed in giving back so um, we've had some tragedies here at Poland Springs besides a pandemic this year uh, we had the terrible Poland Spring House fire uh, and after that fire he began doing what we call a spring fling uh, so every spring except for this one uh, we donate the food and the facility to have an event for the Poland Fire and Rescue. 
So that was our very first foray into giving back. Uh, and then soon after, we started giving 100 turkeys to the Poland Food Bank. So we've been doing that about 45 years. Um, every year, we give them 100 turkeys. Um, after my husband was um, diagnosed with Alzheimer's, I got involved with Androscoggin Home Care and Hospice. I've been on their board and on their foundation committee, and um, we've done an autumn night out here. So I'm very close to that organization. Obviously, the Poland Spring Preservation Society, uh, very involved with preserving these two historic buildings, um, the Main State Building that was built for the Columbian Exposition of 1893. And after the exposition uh, in Chicago, the Rickers bought it, brought it back on 16 railroad cars to Danville Junction, then brought it here by oxen, and then rebuilt it here and rededicated it in 1895. So after the Poland Springhouse fire, this local group got together to save this building, and uh, so I'm part of that, and um, obviously involved with Maine tourism, uh, involved with Gulf Maine. Uh, you know, I, I want the best for our state. That's why you put in the, the time, the energy, and the effort? Well, yes. Um, you know, when my husband was alive, we traveled the world. We went around the world three times. Um, went to Europe a bunch of times. We, I mean, we had a fantastic life together. Five months a year, we were off, and seven months a year, we worked seven days a week. And after he passed, with nobody to travel with, I decided to give time right. back to the community. Yeah. For those that don't know, when did Mel pass away? 2007. 2007. He and I got married in 1975. Okay. You talked about that, uh, that the fire. Um, yes. Was it 1977, I read? Well, actually, there was four serious fires here at Poland oh, okay. Springs. Uh, we had the one in um, the largest fire in the state of Maine. It was the Poland Spring House. It was 500 rooms. It was unoccupied except for a pro shop that was being used. And it burned down July 3rd, 1975. Okay. 1975, while they were taking down the mansion house, the oldest building on the property, uh, that also burned. 1982, the security barn and stable burned. And in 2001, our maintenance barn burned. Um, that was not arson. That was caused by a, a hot machine. But um, that's another great story about community. So the building had all our golf course equipment in it. Uh, it burned on, uh, I think it was like April 30th, the day before we were supposed to open the golf course for the season. And every piece of my golf course equipment was gone. Wow. Every tractor, every mower, gone. And... Um, Within 48 hours, I had every piece of equipment I needed because Maine golf courses sent over their spare machines. <laughs> it was just amazing. Tears rolled down my eyes as this equipment rolled in, and that's Maine. You know, yeah, you can be in competition all you want, but bottom line is we take care of our neighbors. Right. Stretching is very important no matter who you are. Hi, I'm Nicole, Association Director of Health, Wellness, and Fitness at the YMCA of Auburn-Lewiston with some tips about stretching your muscles. 
we all need to stretch in order to protect our mobility and independence. Stretching keeps muscles flexible, strong, and healthy, and we need that flexibility to maintain range of motion in the joints. Without it, muscles shorten and become tight, which can increase your risk for joint pain, strains, and muscle damage. Regular stretching keeps muscles long, lean, and flexible, and can also help with balance problems to avoid falls. Did you know the body has over 600 muscles? With so many, the idea of daily stretching may seem overwhelming. But don't worry, you can focus on the critical areas of mobility, calves, hamstrings, hip flexors, and quadriceps. Stretching your shoulders, neck, and lower back is also beneficial. It's important to make stretching a part of your daily routine, and remember, you're likely undoing many months of stress and tension, so you probably won't be perfectly flexible after one or two sessions. It can take weeks or even months to get flexible, but keep at it. Aim for daily stretches and soon you'll be loose and limber as ever before. For more health and wellness tips and to learn more about the YMCA of Auburn-Lewiston, visit us online at alymca.org or stop by and see us. You said you traveled the world, you've been around the world three times been to many places, I imagine, different countries, different cultures. Yes. yes. How does Maine compare to all these other places? Best place ever. <laughs> There's no place I would rather live. Yeah. You said that this, what is it, the spring, uh, spring, spring fling. fling? Yep. So this year was the first year you hadn't, you didn't do the spring fling. I imagine no, that was, was a due lot to of COVID. COVID. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't do a buffet, yeah. can't have more than 50 people in a room, all kinds of reasons. Um, what... With all these different facilities you have, what have you had to do with um, to ensure guest safety and what are the precautions you've had to take and how has that been to navigate? Um, luckily, we have, I'm blessed with um, employees that have been with me a very long time. Um, and uh, we, I mean, we just went right at it. I mean, everybody's been helpful. Um, I've been kind of the, the researcher, but they've been the one to implement all the different safety things that we need to do. Um, you know, some of them are pretty easy and some of them are very difficult. Um, you know, masks have been very difficult for, not for my staff, but for the locals. I did an event this past week that out of uh, 80 of them, more than half didn't own a mask. And I was like, how can you be outside of the house without a mask? But, you know, everybody has a different feeling for this. Some people think it's all a big hoax, and other people realize that this is serious. Mm -hmm. You know, I have friends that live in, are from the Millinocket area where that wedding was. And that was very scary for me because, you know, to like when they announced it, it was like I had a wedding the next day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how do I make sure that everybody stays safe? And, you know, we've implemented, even at weddings, that one person, that's all they do is walk around and sanitize high-touch spots. Yeah. And, you know, we, we had to add a staff member at the dockside that all he does is take contact information. That's all he does. You walk, get out of your car, and you have to sign in at this location and have contact tracing. Uh, thank God we haven't needed it, but I didn't want to not have it. Um, you know, it's just, 
you have to look at each department, and each department has a different set of rules. I mean, you know, my cooks can wear shields, but my waitresses can't wear shields. You know, it's every, every department's different. Hmm. It can be exhausting, I imagine. It is. I, I got to tell you, I'm ready for the end of the season, which normally I'm not. I'm ready to go, go, go. Yeah. But we close uh, Columbus Day weekend, uh, you know, for the big hotels, yeah. not the whole property. But um, I, I'm ready. It's been a tiring, you know. Um, you, I feel like I've become the mask police, which is not what I wanted to become. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, nobody wants to be that. But I want to stay open. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, if it means I have to do it to keep my staff safe, I yeah. will do it. Yeah. But it is tiring. Yeah. So uh, Columbus Day is coming right up, actually. It is. Um, and normally Columbus Day weekend is our best weekend of the year. Everything will be sold out, sometimes sold out a year in advance. Uh, we normally do Halloween on Friday. Um, and the guests all bring... Um, Thanksgiving, something for Thanksgiving dinner, and it all goes to the Poland Food Bank. Um, so, you know, Mel and, I, Mel and I provided the turkeys, and the guests provided the, you know, the stuff that goes with it. Uh, Saturday would be Christmas, and Sunday would be New Year's Eve. We'd have a big New Year's Eve party Sunday night, and Monday would be a big sale, and we'd get rid of everything that was left. <laughs> <laughs> this year, it's going to be very much different. Yeah. We're not going to be sold out. Uh, luckily, Massachusetts, they are calling now that it is legal for them to come. But, it, you know, it was a little late. I would have preferred they allowed Massachusetts to come in July versus September. So being that this is a very unique year, are you, do you have any plans for the off season? No. No. No, which is very different. Yeah. Normally, um, I have a good friend, Dee, and she and I will take off somewhere. We went yeah. on a cruise last year. We went to New York City for a week, and we had a blast. And uh, the year before, we went to see my sister in Iowa and all my nieces and great-nephews. And Not this year. I think I'm going to Bethel. Bethel? Yeah. I've never stayed at the Bethel Inn. I think I'm going to stay at the Bethel Inn. Yeah. It's a vacation. Do you ski? No. Oh, yeah. No. Right near Sunday River. Yeah. Yeah. It's also an historic inn. Oh, it is? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, Bethel's a nice area. I mean, all of Maine's nice, right? That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. It really is and an amazing place. And unfortunate because, you know, we work seven days a week in the, in the year. I haven't seen much of Maine. Right. So. Yeah, you're here all the time. I'm here all the time. Yeah. What parts of Maine have you seen that you'd like to? Bar Harbor. You've never been to Bar Harbor? Nope. Wow. Nope. Been to Booth Bay many times. Been that to Freeport. That means you haven't been to Acadia I National Park. I have not. It's one of my favorite places. I've been to Bombay, India, but I have never been <laughs> to <amazing>. Acadia. <laughs> wow. So you haven't been anywhere down east then? Like, uh, have you been to Machias? Or, uh, uh, yes. Okay. When I was in college, I traveled. Did you to, go to? I went to University of Maine at Gorham, but I had friends that went to Machias okay. and to Fort Kent, and so I'd go yeah. visiting Farmington. Yeah, I think I'd like to do, uh, um, go to the very most northern point of Maine, and then on the way back, stop in the most eastern point 
which is also the most eastern point of the U.S., Lubeck. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it sees the it sees light before anybody else anywhere else in the country. And sunrise. Have you ever been to Nova Scotia? I haven't. I'd love to go there too. Uh, I, I'd love to take the. Uh, Ferry, the ferry from yeah. Portland. Yeah, I don't know if that's still running or not. I don't know if it is this year. At so much this year, got canceled. Yeah. Definitely not this year. Yeah. Um, what are, what other parts of the country would you love to to see? Um, I mean, really, uh, I think New England because I think that if you know if. I I think that because we've always gone south, I'd like to see more north. Mm-hmm. What about Canada? You said Nova, Nova Scotia. Have you been to Quebec or? Yeah, I've been to Quebec Toronto. and Ontario and Montreal. And yeah. No. When you're not working seven days a week, mm-hmm. which I guess is off season, other than traveling, do you have any other hobbies or interests that you uh, Yes, I paint. Really? Yeah, I paint. After the podcast, I'll show you some of my paintings. <laughs> I'd love to see them. What kind of paintings? Um, acrylic. Um, it's kind of countryish. Okay. And there must be a style for it, but it's countryish. Okay. Uh, is it like um, landscapes or is mm, it uh, some abstract? Yeah, some. Okay. Clowns. Clowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Any other artistic endeavors? Um. No, painting is pretty much it. I love dogs. I have three cocker spaniels. A cat that takes care of the country mice. Yes, cats are useful in that way. (laughs) Very useful out here. And for pesky flies, I found out last night. Yeah, yeah. And I like to cook. Yeah. Yeah. uh, um, My mother was a great cook, and I, I do miss cooking at the hotel, but... When I quit cooking, I was feeding 425 people a day, and wow. running the hotel and being the chef was getting to be too much. So. Yeah. You ever cook at down at Dockside? Only in, in crises. Yeah, when you're needed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've done everything in crisis. How I learned how to bartend was on New Year's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> Bart- not by choice. I not by choice. Like Bartender didn't show up, and I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I, I think I can pour this beer. I can mix vodka. And yeah, I can figure it out. Yeah. If they don't know what's in it. <laughs> yeah. Keep it simple. I mean. Keep it simple. Yeah. Absolutely. People are happy either way. Yeah. yeah. What's something that people may not know about you or, or would surprise you or surprise somebody to learn about you? Maybe it's the painting thing. I didn't know that. That was, that was pretty cool. I've been pretty transparent, so <laughs> can't keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I think that's one of my problems. <laughs> but is that a surprise? I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, it is kind of because when my husband was alive, I never spoke. I was always the back of the house person, and he was yeah. the front of the house person. He dealt with uh, entertainment, marketing. Uh, he did front desk. Uh, he would chat with the guest, and I was out back dealing with housekeepers, maintenance, kitchen, and nobody ever saw me except when I run through the building to get, get to my get to my apartment yeah. and so when he started getting ill he um, put me on the corner stage and I would sit there so I could fill in the words when he couldn't remember a word 
because Alzheimer's is not a disease that happens overnight. It's very, very slow. Yeah. And when he was first diagnosed, he just couldn't remember people's names. And then he'd start missing words and stuff. So we started, he knew I was scared to death of being out in public. And uh, he, uh, I would sit there and whisper the word that he was forgetting. And then slowly we started bantering back and forth. And eventually he couldn't do it anymore. And so I had to take over. But the very first time I had to do a speech by myself, tears were running down my eyes. I was so scared. It's not it's something that comes naturally to a lot of people and it did not come naturally yeah. to me but I had to do it because of the, what I do yeah I have to be able to talk to my staff and I have to be able to talk to the guest yeah and just you know people in the community too to I, I think the first time I met you was at a chamber after hours yeah or or a breakfast or something like that yeah. and um you know to to go to networking events you have to be able to put yourself out there and for people that are introverts that's challenging and yeah. I'm not saying you are but you know oh I definitely was <laughs> yeah. oh I definitely was yeah and me too uh you know but this job does not allow you to be an introvert no. it, it forces you to step outside the comfort zone but what's cool about that is when you do it more Consistently, and more it gets yeah. easier and yeah, easier exposure therapy. that first time though is a killer yeah it it's is. just oh oh yeah um that's interesting um maybe that's the thing that would Surprise! I mean, that I never, I never would have known that you're, you know, scared to give speeches or to talk. No, my, my husband, he used to get up on the stage on Sunday when the guest would check in and do two and a half hours of wow. of just bantering with the guest, and they all thought he was a a professor because he was so smart, <laughs> and then he would do the entertainment during the week. He'd be the DJ. I mean, he was he was the person out there every day, you know, entertaining. And as I said, I was back in the kitchen flipping pancakes for four hundred people. <laughs> yeah, for four hundred people. <laughs> what was the? Uh... Oh, and I also learned a lot of maintenance. I know how to fix a toilet. I can tear down a door. Um, I mean, the things I've had to do because of running water and a maintenance man on the other side of the world, uh, yep, I'll do it. I've plowed snow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you've learned a lot of a lot of necessary skills and useful skills. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wish, you know, during high school that I would have taken accounting instead of, you know, it's just... Running a hotel is so, you need to know, know so much. Yeah. But I learned. So many different departments. Yeah. I imagine that the time that you had with Mel was was very special. Very special. Um, we're probably the most mismatched people you'd ever want to meet, but we were happily married 33 years and together 35 years. Um, he uh, came to Maine to develop the land, take the money, and run. And instead, he fell in love with the history of Poland Springs, fell in love with me, uh, turned around this hill. I mean, basically, it was ready for the bulldozer when Mel got here. Hmm. Um, the buildings had, you know, the job cord pretty much wrecked everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was a day-by-day -day progress. And, you know, he, he was just really special. 
and you know everybody loved him it's almost like he was charmed by the place oh he was there is a lilac tree out front and um, I probably won't get the words correct but it's something like he heard the rustle of petticoats which is the night the Poland Spring House burned down he was he was one of the first people on the scene he had been playing DJ down at the lodge and I ran to get him to tell him the building was on fire and I went to evacuate this building while he stood out front and watched it burn and he said that he could see petticoats dancing in the music room and so I really believed he could he could see petticoats wow. now wouldn't it be cool to step back in time 200 years oh yeah I always think about that yeah I mean for so many, for so many reasons, in so many different places, but yeah, I mean, yeah, just especially someplace that's so oh, yeah. dear to your heart. I mean, can you imagine going in the dining room and sitting down to eat with Thomas Edison? And you know, in the in the early 1900s, sitting down with Babe Ruth. Yeah, Babe Ruth taught the caddies here how to play baseball. I mean, those are kind of stories that, I mean. Everybody came to Poland Spring. You can see I love it, huh? <laughs> I can tell. What has, this, what has this place taught you? Listen. That's really important. Um, I think that uh, uh, there's a lesson in everything. And if you listen, you'll, you'll hear it. I mean, even, even a pandemic has been, there's been some silver linings. Um, you know, in a normal year, I, we pu push out 20,000 golfers on our golf course. Uh, this year, obviously, we're not. Um, it's more spread out. Uh, more members are playing. I've had more time to talk to people and to listen. Um, we're seeing more and more Maine people come through here. Uh, they're finding out what's in their own backyard, just like me saying I've never been to uh, Bar Harbor. They've never been to Poland Spring. You know, uh, we ha we've had guests this year from Gray, 10 miles down the road, right. stay a week. They've been playing tennis. They've been playing mini golf. They've been shuffleboarding. They've been, I mean, all the things that we've got here that they didn't know we're here. People associate Poland Spring with golf. They don't think about all the other things mm -hmm. we have. Mm -hmm. The swimming, the driving range, the restaurants, the stuff. There's lots of stuff. What we don't have this year is entertainment, which is sad. Okay. Yeah. But you do market this as the stress-free zone. It is stress-free. Except for me. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, no, it is. There is something magical about the property that when you come through those gates, you feel a sense of relief. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's different. You're not in the city anymore. You're in the country. And you're only 20 minutes from yeah, the city. Yeah, but it's not that far. Nope. Uh -huh. No. That's what's amazing about, about Maine. Is you don't have to drive far to feel like you're nope. away from it all. You don't. That's special. Was there ever a piece of advice you've heard or given to you that has stuck with you and that you continue to think about to this day? Yes, but it was the wrong advice. 
So I'll explain. Um, my husband, as I said, was very brilliant. He wrote many books, um, and he wrote plays, and he was a great writer. So after he developed Alzheimer's, but he was still fine, he, you know, he was obviously worried, his young wife taking over a hotel, and, you know, how is this all going to work? Um, I mean, I took over the hotel, I mean, you probably don't think it's young, but for a hotel keeper, it was pretty young. I was like 48 when he couldn't operate the hotel anymore. And he said, just do what I've done and you'll be fine. <laughs> what a joke. I mean, and I didn't realize what a joke it was until um, after he passed, I went to amend his last book, which which was Pull and Spring, The Uncensored Story. Uh, because there's things, I mean, one of the things that you'll find out about the history of Pull and Springs is, is that the Rickers version of the history was all as a marketing piece. And you can't find anything written down. I mean, they must have been the most perfect people in the world and nothing bad ever happened on this hill, which can't be true. Whereas Mel told it the way it was. There was things that happened here that weren't so good. And there was things that happened here that were great. So I'm reading, rereading this book, getting ready to write what's happened since he finished the book. Um, and I read the part about the Rickers. And it said, why the Rickers lost Poland Springs is they weren't willing to change. And that's what I learned. You have to be willing to change. You have to go with what's going on around you. Um, one of the very first things that happened here uh, when Mel couldn't operate anymore is I got a certified letter from the state of Maine saying I needed to cease or desist or I was going to have a $25,000 fine per day for the fact that we were marketing this place as an adult resort and that we were discriminating against children. My husband had done this since 1978, and when he did it, it was not illegal. Nobody ever notified us it was illegal. We had been doing it since 78. This was 2001. And within 24 hours, we had to change from an all-adult resort to a children's resort. Not a children's resort, but a, a resort Family. that takes children. Yeah. Um, and slowly over the years, we've changed. We've added mini golf. We've added all playgrounds. We've added all kinds of stuff. Mini golf, you know, stuff to make it more appealing to kids. Um, we run... Now we don't charge for children if they're staying in the same room with their parents. I mean, we're doing everything possible to be kid-friendly. Don't misunderstand. But if I had, you know, if I had listened to what my husband said instead of what he wrote, I would have hired lawyers and gone after the state and said, you're wrong. And that's what he would have done. But he would have lost. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, just like with this pandemic, we've had to change. I mean, one day I'm opening... I have an indoor dining room at Cindy's Dockside, and the next day, there's no indoor dining for six months. How do you survive? You survive with delivery, takeout, applying for PPP, doing whatever you got to do. Yeah. Adapt. Adapt. Got to be willing to change.
Yeah. The world's changing all the time. Oh. Pandemic or not. It is. It is. And if you're not willing to change, you're not going to make it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's finding that equal balance because Poland Springs will never be a modern resort. Mm-hmm. It is always going to be a step back in time. But, you know, now we have internet in every room. You know, we have cable in every room. Mm-hmm. Who would have ever thought? Mm-hmm. But you got to be willing to change. And no more hay mattresses. <laughs> really? No. Maybe you should do. Maybe you should do like one a couple, room with yeah, a hay mattress. You know, <laughs> just to bring a back homage, yeah, yeah, to the past. Scary. <laughs> I don't know if anyone would actually sleep on it, but. Well, maybe they should put one in the museum, not in the hotel. Maybe so. Yeah. Or at least something where you could actually feel what that was like. Yeah. I think that would be important. Yeah. You know. Like you can talk about what a hay mattress would mean. Yeah. Let's do you. Yeah. And then imagine that was the entire hotel. <laughs> well, I think our time's up. Okay. Cindy. I appreciate it. Well, you know all the secrets of Poland Springs. I know all the secrets. That nah, can't be true. <laughs> no. Buy the book. Yeah. <laughs> buy the book. <laughs> Is it out? Can you buy it? Where can you buy it? Uh, right here at Poland Spring. Yep. And name of the book again? Poland Spring, The Uncensored Story. By Mel and Cindy Robbins. Yep. I'll give you a copy. It's good bedtime reading. Yeah. If you have a hay mattress. <laughs> Thank you, Cindy. Thank you. My thanks to Cindy for her time and insight to her story and the story of Poland Spring Resort. A big shout out to the YMCA of Auburn Lewiston for sponsoring this program. You can find out more about them at alymca.org. We have many more exciting guests ahead, so make sure you subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your other shows. That way you're not missing out on future episodes when they are released. We also want to thank you for listening. You, our audience, is the most important piece of this program. And we know that these recordings are just slices of a bigger ongoing conversation that we want you to be a part of. If you have any thoughts or ideas, please let us know on social media. LA Metro Magazine is on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Connect with us there. Positive vibes and well wishes from all of us at LA Metro Magazine. Until next time, I'm your host, Colby Michaud. Make sure you're being entertained, staying informed, and getting inspired. Thank you.